0: Hello everyone, we're back, it's been two weeks away but we're uh, we're on track again for episode 38 and I am joined again by the astounding co-host Andy, how are you? How are you? Blah, 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 blah. It's been two weeks and I've lost the ability to speak, how are you Andy?
1: I'm good man, I've just turned off my phone because I realised it was on and I know my brother Philip will be calling me, which he regularly does around this time of the night, just to have a moan about something or another but apart from that, I am happy, I am very happy Good, guess good. what happened to me, guess what happened to me, ask, ask
0: more. Ooh, ooh, let's 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 have some guesses. Um, ooh. <laughs> I could have a lot of fun with this one. What happened? I won't. <laughs> but anyway, just 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 tell us. I won't. I won't. Put my I'm going to tell it. you what happened to you. So a lady
1: in a lady in Ireland had a photograph in a, a collection of pictures she's been given and said, "Your address is on the back of it." He lived in your house, I guess, which I know he did because I've got the deeds and all the rest of it.
0: And, and for the this, for the audio listeners here, Andy is holding up a photograph to the. Uh, I am holding up a
1: photograph of Ronald Connor, and he joined up in '41, and that's a picture of him. But here's where it gets even better. Not only have I got a picture of the uh, the owner of my house, well, a family member of the house, I've got literally stacks, stacks about hundred and odd pictures of, um, I guess, his life or his friends and his wartime World War II. exploits is wartime exploits. Um, It's great. And money as well. Some foreign currency. She gave you some money. uh, She gave me some cash. She's uh, trying to buy me off. Um, Just cash. It's all um, African, uh, Egyptian, Egyptian. It's not French, not German, Dutch. But still... It's from that time period, and
0: I'm chuffed. I mean, what a, what an amazing thing to get in the post. That's a great money. Money can't really buy that sort of stuff, right? You know, it's a it'll cost. A personal thing. This guy lived in your house, and he went off to to fight for freedom. So, what an amazing he thing did. to have.
1: And I, you know, I've just decorated my my boy's room, and he would have had that room because I know the mm. the social family wow. history and how it wow. worked. And you stood there, saying goodnight to your son, and you're thinking, you know, 41 years ago, well. Forty-one years ago. Forty-one years <laughs> ago. <laughs> forty-one <laughs> years ago,
0: he was probably not alive.
1: <laughs> prior, prior to forty-one, he was a little boy sitting in that bedroom reading his book up
0: with a little torch or something. I don't know. Crazy. Just oh. anyway, Crazy. how's your anyway? You've been? got uh, that's Go on, well, clearly not as not as important <laughs> as that. But that's 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 got to be your your ground crew impression, right? It's got to be based on on him. It surely. is. That's that's. Mate, I've already started.
1: You know, I've got the, the whole kits there now, and because uh, my family weren't in the RAF, to actually have that kind of—well, it's not even tentative—that connection. connection with my house, mm-hmm. I think it's it's, it's an honour, really.
0: I guess it's you know? spooky as well, oh, in a way.
1: It is. I hope he was a nice man.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he will have been. I'm sure he will However, have been. However, but...
1: um, I've done a bit of ancestry research, and I'm going to say it, but I think he's still alive. Really, he's about he's he's. He was born in 25, so he's in his uh, late 90s. Um, But because of some documentation I'm researching and the 39 Registry, if anyone knows what that is, um, he's actually on it and I can't get his details. Well, I say he's on it. He's the other person on the documents. Um, It just all makes sense. I'm thinking it's got to be him. He's got to be still alive. 39 Registry.
0: Anyway. Interesting. Cool. Just saying, just saying. Good. Well, that's a that's a great one. I've got I've got <coughs> nothing to compare this oh, week on. really with that. Um, no, you know, not you too laugh. much. I mean, you, our you... We're, we're both proudly displaying displaying displaying. God, I this is the last time we have another week or so off because I I can't speak. I can't speak at the best of times, but but anyway, yep. Yeah, little fashion show here, Andy. There we are. Don't take it off. So I've got another one. I was going to do one of those things where what's that? That those people that were in uh, Eurovision, you can make in your mind, whatever it was. Oh, it. I was gonna, That's the one. I was going to take all sort of 10 it's t-shirts shoo, like that, but no. Um, but yeah, my room, anyone watching, I've got seven or eight huge boxes. I've got hoodies. I'm like a market stall over here um there's some nice little hoodies so so yeah our reenacting group after our marketing episode we thought let's take this to the next level um and we we had printed uh, a good a good sort of 500 units of stock t-shirts hoodies sweatshirts um and they're flying out the doors um so much so that I, i've turned into having a second job as a as a merch mm-hmm. seller um going to the post office so so yeah here they are in all of the glory we've got Five designs across eight shapes, I think. T-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, hoodies and sweatshirts, as I mentioned, um, medium to extra large. So if anybody wants one of those, then gives a shout. So we have this rather stunning display, which is of the 7th Galloway Battalion, Kingston Scottish Borders, and one of the horse gliders that flew, um, over to, to Arnhem. We've got this lovely little design here, which is mm-hmm. based on the Lancaster bomber. And it's flying out of the, uh, the clouds there into the sunshine with its, uh, it's bombs underneath him there as well. We've got another little one here, which is the V for Victory, which is very much based on the Day experience, as we should call it, back in May 1945. Um, We've got a couple of other ones, so I won't get them all out, but this is probably the last one. The The top seller so far is our Normandy 44 Pickering NY design as well. So there Love we go. It.
1: Love that.
0: That's in all its glory. So the logo, again, as we mentioned, is made up of the the RF, the Rangers, and the Pegasus logo. And this one is inspired by US um, PT sort of uh, training camp uh, merchandise T-shirts. And – we've got a little, I think the cleverest thing that we like about this is it says Pickering NY in the bottom. So, you know, most of these things had this state and the town on the bottom of, uh, of these PT t-shirts. And we've got Pickering NY, which seems quite authentic, like it would be Pickering New York. But for anybody that knows Pickering, uh, Pickering is actually in North Yorkshire. It just shares the same initials as New York. So yeah, um, that's where we were founded 21 years ago. So a nice little element there and you don't have to be a group member to purchase those there um we might get some more printed for just general reenactors and um and for the ramble potentially as well but yeah hit us up if you'd like one of those no problem if not um we are going to run a competition to to win uh one of those items as well which we'll we'll give details of later on because everyone likes a freebie don't they
1: we all like love it i got my uh, mine in the post yesterday i was chuffed to bits Lovely. It's a great fit. Lovely. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But apart but from good, that. Very
0: good. So. No. So, yes. Let's go. We are, are we here. On? So we're had right a week or so off, refreshing again. Mm. Um, I guess as, as the real world is uh, is slowly opening back up and, and hopefully that leads to our hobby, opening back up as well. All signs are positive so far. So today we're going to look to provide another bit of education slash have a bit of fun um, and be supportive, but in a... In a Ooh, how can I put this? It's in a constructive way, if we can, but also just pointing out some of our bugbears um, about what we're going to call conscious inaccuracies. Now, everyone mm-hmm. wondering out there is probably thinking, what on earth is a conscious inaccuracy, right? Now, we we sort of thinking that these things are the things that you're aware of. They are things that you just overlook in the pursuit of your impression um for whatever reason that you want to do that um so there's, there's a whole horse of them and we'll, we'll go through them one by one but just just broadly speaking andy how would, how would you define some of these sort of conscious inaccuracies i think it's a
1: case of you're yeah, ugly enough and old enough to realize don't do that <laughs> in a mm. roundabout way um yeah. we've both seen obviously the people depicted on the horrible it's, sites out there.
0: I was, about, I was about to say, it's basically that, isn't it? It's it's essentially why are people posted well, on such, such
1: sites as that? We're trying to be a bit current about this. And we both have seen over the past two weeks, different posts appear all over the 40s forums about uh, people asking questions about kit and then about their impression. And literally people putting up their impression. And we're not talking about the farb sites as such general sites and you think god mate seriously what, what, what the hell mm-hmm. so that's it's kind of about that so yeah we're not out to offend but
0: we're out to uh, enlighten and educate and have a bit of yeah, fun along the way exactly <laughs> exactly and we're not getting into the you know we're not going to start berating people for having a you know a mark 2 ammo pouch instead of a mark 3 ammo pouch or or something along those lines these are going to be the more glaring and, and obvious things that um, just just things that you 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 kind of avoid. So, where to start in this this whirlwind of, of conscious inaccuracy, Andy? So, I mean, I guess the, the first one that you probably mentioned there is is something that none of us can hide from forever. Which which is, uh, father time. You know, uh, age is is something we can't well, get away from. It,
1: it's there, and I'm one of those now. I've got to realize that conversation I had with a few members many years back. You know, um, oh, I can get away with being a US Ranger. I'm 28 or whatever it was, age mm. it was. Uh, and even then, that was a slightly older guess, but I'm 45 and I want to explore the idea of the, the RAF role. And I've been reviewing a few of the old movies, you know, Battle of the Britain stuff, and you know what? You're right. It is Ronald Connor. I am going to be this kind of air crew, ground, sorry, ground crew, uh, this character, this this uniform. And yet I might not be corporal, sergeant, because I might have joined up maybe at 40, 40 years old, because you know, I can get away with looking 40. Thank you, Dad. Um, and it's just it's just one of them it's about being realistic you know I, I want to go to yeah, Duxford with yeah. some of your friends there you know the mm-hmm. ones that you've introduced me to mm-hmm. I'm not gonna expect, expect to be you know
0: captain of Lancaster I think you you made a really good point there Andy, just that it's you know you've you got to be realistic in this and I think what, what we're yeah. not saying to people is I mean let, let's be honest 70 80 percent of, of frontline troops certainly from from British origin would have been between the ages of 18 and, and 30, you know, yeah. probably, probably even less than that. And the vast majority of people in this hobby are over the age of 30. Now what, what we can't necessarily, um, you know, think about is, is, is everybody over 30, right? You can't do infantry impressions anymore. You've got to do, um, no. ground crew admin, you know, chaplain, various, various impressions that might suit that sort of age we can't expect people to do that, you know, because it is a hobby, but there is also a cutoff, which we mentioned. It is that sensible cutoff. So, you know, and I, I don't think there is a, I wouldn't, hate to say there's a hard and fast number. You hit X age and you, you give up frontline infantry because let's think as well, you know, when you've got a helmet on and you've got a jacket on and things like that, especially in battles and things, and there's immersive events where it doesn't matter as much, you know? So there's, there's lots of moving parts, you know, that go into, um, age and how appropriate it is to do that sort of impression. But you know, you're right. It's if you, if you're touching 60 and you know, there's also, we can come into rank and whatnot, but if you, if you're touching 60, 65 and you've got a wrinkly old Turkey neck and barely any hair and you know, you've got a big (laughs) set of jam jars on there, then I'm not, I'm not just going to point you. I mean, something we should say now as well, right. Is that we aren't in the real world, ageist you know we're not saying that people can't partake in the hobby we're not saying that people over the age of 65 shouldn't do fun things or whatever that that might be you know Mm. we're all for equal opportunity um i think what we're we're trying to get at is is within this hobby which is a game of portraying people accurately for the most part then there, there has to be in, in terms of if your goal is to do it accurately. If your goal isn't to do it accurately, then then fine, you know. But but we're here to talk about people that, that do have those goals. So going back to my sixty five year old gentleman um with hairs coming out of his ears and, and whatnot. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep going. <Just> keep going. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'll just keep describing you in my head. Um you know the kind of mean, don't you? But like yeah, you could sit going do the home guard, but you maybe you could be a high ranking officer. In the in the British inventory, you know, you see a lot of people doing Monty and that some sort of similar sort of stuff. That's that's acceptable. So when you get to that sort of age, you you know, you've you've got to start thinking about what should should I change my rank? Should I change my unit? What exact impression I'm doing? You know, but there isn't a hard and fast number, is there?
1: No, it's you know what. Um, listening to you, then just going <laughs> describing this man who now is is in my mind
0: sorry if anybody's out there listening thinking oh that describes me i mean i'll be that <laughs> man soon, no, soon at some point.
1: i think uh, you, you run out there to the public okay and if you're sitting on the display or you're walking around and parading at one of the various shows i can get that because you know you're you're immersive you're enjoying yourself and there's no mm. better place or way to do this okay but what my bugbear to a certain extent is, in fact, it is a big extent is when you get sausage muncher running across the field in a battle. The guy is mm. portraying 101st Airborne and he's portraying actually about three of them <laughs> in one <laughs> uniform. <laughs> okay. And I'm thinking that just has to end up in some newspaper on a Sunday. And it's just, and that, you know, this, or on a really bad site. And it really hurts me because I've been on those farb sites and I won't mention the names because we all know what they are but for me I sit there and I go that's someone's son that's someone's husband that's a brother mm. you know what I mean that's a wife
0: yeah yeah well Over it's in that it's, picture. A, it's, and it's an interesting point it, I was, I was going to say and be nice about this to, to provoke debate to provoke go debate on. and to go to go um, to the contrary of my previous statement does it matter does it matter that Joe Bloggs is 80 and he's wearing, you know, let, let's say Joe Bloggs is 80. He's got a bit older this time. He's, he's grown 15 years older. He's got, a, he's got a walking stick of the loss, right, anyway. But he's wearing this kit and he's wearing it proudly. And it's, you know, it's in perfect nick. It's all accurate. And he's, he's telling the public about his equipment and all of his collection. He's got a vehicle there. The vehicle is painted up correctly. It's gleaming. And he's doing a great job of teaching the public. He's got no interest in taking part in a public battle. He just likes his collection. He likes his kit and he likes to educate the public. Does that matter?
1: No. I think that's great. That's a great description of the kind of guy I would respect to. I would. Mm. You know, he's he's a he's a lifetime collector, he's educating
0: the public, which is what we all hopefully mm-hmm. aspire. But he's, the but to he's getting posted on a fab site. Unfortunately it is. And this um, and this is where and this is where it gets difficult, right? Because the, the judgment is made very, very quickly, you know, a snapshot and we see we see it all over the world. We see it in social media, that social media post or a, a paparazzi, paparazzi picture of somebody can suddenly, you know, paint we, are, we we hear the words a picture can paint a thousand words or whatever it is. You know, that sort of thing. Um Is that what the saying is? Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So this one snapshot of just a gentleman maybe doing something like that, but just you know, people will then look at it and say, ah, oh, well, he shouldn't be doing that because he's 80 and all that sort of stuff. And I, I guess know. we've got to get a bit deeper and say, well, what, what are your intentions? You know, if your intentions are just going to assure, enjoying wearing the kit, displaying it, teaching the public, then, you know, that's that's maybe different to my opinion. Maybe that's contrary.
1: Think, okay, so we're touching on an age thing as well. Okay, so you're talking about age without being ageist. Okay, let's get that right. We're just being realistic. Um, it's the same kind of factor. That you might have when you get some young kids running into a battle or joining a group, and they're mm-hmm. clearly 14, 13, sitting on the back of a half track going into a battle or just in general. And I, I get that. I actually appreciate that to a certain extent, but it depends on the group's ethos as well, if you are with a group. Mm-hmm. So it depends on it's, its personal factors within the group. I know that we wouldn't have allowed that, wouldn't have allowed it. Mm-hmm. Um, health and safety. But also about what we were trying to
0: do. It's the ethos. You could have standards, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah. I agree. I think the age, the age thing is it depends on what your involvement is within your group or the impression. So, like you said, if you're part of a, a a big group which aims to portray a combat unit, then age comes into it for me. You know, that's where it has to be fairly reasonable. You know, but I think I think you can you can be a fifty plus bloke, you know, because you did have officers who are in the late thirties, early forties, occasionally you know, more senior officers, sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit older than that. So I think, you know, it's okay, especially if you can, I think it's about keeping keeping fit as well. You know, if you, if you are that age, then then we, some of the guys in our group, you know, ex-members, Keith and other ex-member of who's lost a lot of weight recently, um, you know, know, doing their best to stay in shape at this age so that when they put the uniform on, that it's it's representative it looks you know you, you can't do anything about about father time passing by right you know time it's an no right to man but you, if you can control the controllables in terms of your weight and how you look and having a decent haircut and all that sort of stuff and having decent kit then at least that mitigates the effect of age yeah uh, keith
1: needs just to uh shave off his goatee and i'd have him back <laughs> He's uh, he's done really well with this, so Keith, he's he's done so well. <laughs> but that's the, the aspect as well, guys. You know, those who are listening, mm. that the facial hair, the hair. I, you know, I've seen guys with ponytails tucked up into a beret, right? Um, and I've seen on some shows there was one guy in a, in a group, and he he lived seriously all weekend with one of those Bluetooth earpieces, you know, for a mobile. Hmm. It just—it never—it was like it was something out of Star Trek. This bloody thing was there. Yeah, and that's—and that's these—that's and
0: these, that's these conscious inaccuracies again, isn't it? It is—it is where you're putting your own vanity, or just selfishness, or lack of care above what is accurate. And that's—that's that's what the premise of this entire conversation is about, right? Well, so it—you know—we go out
1: there not only a to educate, but potentially get photographed as well. So you're getting photographed. Mm-hmm okay around these fantastic vehicles or with your buddies you know do you want to be a letting the side down do you want to be looking like oh okay that doesn't look right because when these are developed or put onto social media facebook on people's sites etc people are going to say don't think they wore trainers back in 1940 do you and then it affects the actual show now we both know that some shows will only allow certain groups to keep that quality alive Duxford you know, we've mentioned this with friends mm-hmm. you know some groups would not possibly get in there because maybe the standards aren't that high or individuals and then it, it it's that it's about standards it's about quality completely completely
0: yeah yeah and I think definitely yeah, so, so okay so, so no, just so, I mean, just to, to, to wrap up age you know we Common sense approach, right? Reasonable approach to it. You know, if try and do your best to stay in shape around that, you can't do anything about it. Ultimately, as you get a bit older in the hobby, you sometimes have a bit more time. Um, you sometimes have a bit more money. So ultimately, I think some of the best brain actors and collectors are actually people who are of a later age. Mm. And, you know, so I think ultimately there has to be an acceptance of age to a certain extent, but there just has to be a common sense factor. And, as you get older, you just need to evolve your impression, whether that is doing home guard, a slightly different rank, uh, you know, ground crew rather than air crew, um, a driver, you know, whatever whatever that might be, a mechanic, you know, MT, whatever it might be, you've just got to evolve and and and, and take away the, because this is the other thing I mentioned, you've got all your toys, right? You've got a bit more spare cash and these people have, all sorts of stuff. And they want to show that off. And I I get that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I will one day be eating my words when I'm a 60 year old man and I'm, you know, running around the battlefield with something that I've finally been able to afford. Do you know what I mean? Um, August, And I'm sure I'll be eating my own words at that point. I'm sure I will be. But for now, I can at least say to people, just try and use a bit of common sense around that. But The thing
1: is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, we could say this, because obviously we're in not bad shape for our age, okay? During lockdown, we've been okay. We've been quite disciplined. But I think, yeah, yeah. I just think we're not trying to preach it and say this is what it should be. It shouldn't, but it's it's how much enjoyment you want to get out of it, you want to put into it, but then how you want to be portrayed on social media, if some git comes along and takes your picture and throws it up on some of the horrible sites,
0: One, I think what you're dying to say, Andy, is that if you decide to a hot air balloon, don't stick an M41 on right. Possibly. <laughs> that's possibly. That's it. And, uh, okay. And I'll, I'll be. Bru- I will be brutally, brutally, brutally. Do honest you know what? On, right? And there, there, there have been members of our own group, right, that we've had a discussion with from a constructive viewpoint. And mention to these people that you, you can't, and this, this sounds awful. And it it sounds very, very, it sounds, it sounds like it goes against everything that we've talked about previously in terms of the hobby, in terms of being inclusive and whatnot, but there has to be, there has to be a limit at some point in which you say to somebody, you are too big in terms of physical size. And I'm talking width and depth ways here, not height. You are too big to be a frontline soldier. You know, you, when it gets to the point where you're having to buy like a 6XL HBT and you can rest your beer can on your gut, you know, <laughs> there is no point in putting on a second ranger's diamond because at that point, <clears throat> it's insulting to, to those men. And we do this for this, for this reason to honor these people and to betray them. And what is the point in going to the lengths of trying to get everything accurate if you are a 6 times XL? You know, and, yeah. and what I'm trying to get at is that you you can do something about that, right? And I know everybody has health issues and all this sort of stuff, right? But at the end of the day, it this is a slightly different hobby. It's not like golf or it's not like fishing, you know. It's a hobby where you are required visually and equipment wise to match into to how something looked there is a measurable scale of how successful you can be as a reenactor in terms of accuracy there isn't a measurable scale in terms of visually how you look in terms of fishing or golf it doesn't matter if you can hit the ball in a hole in three you know shots in golf great you're a good golfer in reenacting it's you know it's it's visual and there there is a measurable factor there and ultimately if you can't fit in the front of a jeep or the back and you have to get flung in the back of a gmc <laughs> then I'm sorry, but I th- there isn't a place for you sh- doing combat infantry impressions, in my opinion.
1: No, it's fine. And everyone's got an opinion. It's fine. You know, I think while we move on to the next bit, before we go into that, the worst thing, no, I'd say it wasn't the worst, but it's, it's up there. Um, the show was Lytham, or by Blackpool. And I went just as an observer. Have
0: you got anything good to say about this? This, I felt you've talked about tags and ponytails and bloody all sorts from this show.
1: No, this guy was just this was a um, this was something else. They had um, like a, a small skirmish, and they had this kind of jeep. And this guy was sat in the passenger, and it was evidence he weren't going to get out. Okay, as in he did, he wasn't active enough. He he was just sitting there happy. He was leaning back. He had his foot. Up, His right leg up on the, uh, you know where the guys put it, up on the uh, fender. And he's on sitting the fender, there. Yeah, yeah. He's got a pair of trainers on. He's got HPTs, okay, HPTs, an M41 jacket. uh Sorry, it was an M42 uh, jacket. And he's sitting there and he's got what can only be described as a cap-firing 45 Colt mm. with a red tip on the end. And he's sitting there spinning it like John Wayne like, like that. Old Father Time in his, in his rocking chair. And he's sitting there, and he's doing this. And then he goes... And the battle's going on, and he's basically just taking pot shots. And I'm thinking, why is your point in all of this? But everybody along the line is taking the piss. And I'm stood there going, I'm not even laughing. I'm not laughing. I can't laugh because this is embarrassing. And it affects the events. It affects... There's no way I would take well, it, it, it,
0: me and the boys. It comes away from being... I, th- I think decent reenactors will always have the credentials, but people will take it less seriously as a result of that, won't they? And it's a shame. I think it's, I think it's it's bad for the great
1: event that. Yeah, it's bad for it's the hobby, event, though, yeah. the hobby, though isn't it? I
0: will I will put it out there. Those Fridays. those people are actually yeah. Well, fuck it. These these people ruin the hobby to a degree, right? They they dilute it, and they they they, sh- they, they set a a, a a poor precedent for people entering the hobby, and you know this. We've, we've had a few, I mean, it's, it's recruiting season, right. In, in the, in the world of reenacting in terms of groups. And we you know obviously speak to a lot of people in the off season about joining groups. And I'll, I'll be really, really honest. We probably have about a 10% success rate from a conversion rate from people um, getting in touch with us. Yeah. And, and for a lot of the reasons that is because the, the beginners of the hobby um, aren't, they don't understand the lengths to which we sort of go to, you know, and what it's all about. I mean, I'll give you a few examples. Recently, we had somebody who was, who had sort of said in his own words to us, "This wasn't our words." He'd sort of said to us, "He was pretty overweight." Um, and did that matter? And we sort of said to him, "Well, well, you know, how overweight are you? We don't need a, a exact size or weight, but would you look out of place in a combat unit?" You know, and the guy was pretty pretty happy to say yes I would so I, I don't think this is right for me we've had people who um there's a guy who wouldn't shave his beard off who would never been in the hobby and um mentioned that he felt didn't feel confident without it I mean forgetting the fact that I, it, beards grow back you know um there's other people with, with haircuts and, and things like that and I think what I'm, what I'm getting at is I think these new people to the hobby aren't helped when the promotional material that they see, which can attract them to hobbies in the terms of everybody finds a hobby usually by going to a show, YouTube, social media, whatever it might be. And if this is the first thing that they're seeing is, you know, a desperate Dan, absolutely the size of a whale, hanging out of a Jeep with a cap gun, then what, you know, no wonder people think, oh, great. Well, I'll just turn it with my fucking beard and my ponytail and my Dr. Martin's on because, you know, like I've said, Mickey the Blue Whale is absolutely fine with his cap gun, so I must be able to get away with it as well. And I think reenacting groups have to take a strong stance with this. I really, really do. And I think event organisers need to take a stronger stance with this because I'm getting on my high horse now. Can you tell no, me no, I've, the, I've been riled up by the up uh, by the the football European Super League and this is, this is my equivalent sta- <laughs> statement to the uh, event organisers in the UK. If you're listening, fucking listen up, right? So... Event organisers need to take more responsibility because they let this absolute tosh in, right? And they will let anybody in that increases the numbers. And I am sick to death of seeing event organisers bloody just looking at it as a volume game, right? And there's event organisers who say the largest military vehicle or the largest show in the north or the south of the country or whatever it might be because they've got 500 vehicles going, right? With 350 of a Land Rover Defenders from 1992, I'm really sorry, but nobody cares, right? And you might have a thousand reenactors going, but if six hundred of them are overweight, 50, 60, 70 sixty, seventy-year-old, overweight men doing 101st airborne with aviators, cigars hanging out in the lot, then that doesn't matter, right? So and 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 what what we're getting at is this this comes full circle. It comes all the way back fucking around, as I've mentioned, to the people landing in our group inbox saying, I have a beard, I'm overweight, I'm this, why can't I join your group? And it comes full circle. And what we need is more groups to be projecting the right information. I'm sorry, but this is it. You know, if, if you're not wearing this, you're not getting in, just like in the clubs when you used to wear trainers back in the, you know, late 90s and 2000s, all that sort of stuff, right? So that's one thing. And event organisers have got to take more responsibility around this to put on good events and to show the public. If the event organisers care about the hobby as much as they did lining their pockets, right, because that's what they're mainly concerned with is making money, which I do get, they take advantage of of us as reenactors traveling hundreds, sometimes thousands of miles with expensive vehicles, trailers, um, all at our own cost. And I think the least they can ask for is to make sure that for us committed reenactors who are there to improve the hobby, to move it on, and promote the hobby, that they just take a similar stance and just say, "You know what?" As you mentioned earlier, there's a certain standard. Send us some pictures. If you don't hit that standard, I'm really sorry that you're not coming back next year you know, because it comes full circle around. And in summary, groups and event organizers are hugely responsible for the progression and they have that responsibility on their shoulders to move this hobby forward into sustained standards. So peace out. That is my rant of the week. There we go. Do you know what? That was articulately put. You Um, know, and it affects us as individuals.
1: Nah, it affects Mm. us as individuals because, you know, I've got colleagues at work. Pisses us off. What do you do at the weekend? A bit of dress up, yeah, because you know what they saw mm. something in Liverpool City Centre where they saw some reenactors yep. who are yep. not reenactors doing their little jig, right? And ponytails, beards, whatever it me aviators, and you sat there and you got people think that's me, and that's my issue. Yeah, that's do. why do. I don't, yeah, I, I don't shout yeah. out about my about my hobby because they're gonna tell me with that brush.
0: No, I agree, there I agree go. entirely, and I just, I just don't understand. I cannot, like, I can't fathom it in my brain just why and you know it pisses me more off I, I don't blame the newbies right because we did a full episode right on supporting new people and yeah, our yeah. approach to anybody who does does message us and say you know i have a beard i'm overweight whatever it might be we we support them constructively with solution-driven ideas and suggestions that will help them either with our group or a different group find what they want they want right and we're very very constructive with that but where i just cannot accept it is when you have and again each to their own if this is what you if you want to do this, then fine. That that is up to you. And I've I've got friends that this will apply to, right? And I'm not going to fall out with those friends over this. But there are people that have that won't get a haircut. I won't shave the beard, you know. And ultimately, they're just in the hobby for a different reason, you know. And it's for me, it's like if you if you if you don't want to shave your beard or you don't want to get a haircut or you know you don't want to lose weight or whatever it might be then you you just you're just in the hobby for the wrong reason i I know it's a hobby that we'd like to see our friends and things like that but i don't know for me if i got to the point where i was just so fat or i didn't want to shave my beard i mean look at me i've always got a beard every week but as soon as it comes to event time it's gone right so it's like because i understand that that is part of the hobby and i just don't understand it when people have been in the hobby for like 10 20 years but just refuse to have a decent haircut. You know, but and it's not because they can't. It's just because they think, oh, well, it doesn't matter. And I just don't understand. Like, there's not a bit of me that connects with that.
1: No, I can't. I um, I got an invite to go to an event this week. Uh, I won't say where. And I'm glad I didn't, because I've seen the photos being put up. And roughly what we're talking about has happened. But for mm. TV, for TV. Oh. what the hell seriously um, and I thought to myself that look like a pretty cool things we've done uh, I'm glad I didn't so that's another thing anyway in previous episodes we said let's be more like Bull yes we did Either I reckon we could be let's be more like Roland
0: <laughs> Smart as let's be more like Roland mustard smart as mustard he is smart as a dart isn't he so I mean c- constructive things I mean I'm, I'm just, open your yeah, eyes. We need to be open it, your it, eyes. Don't, don't, don't do. The, yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before that, that, you've just hit the nail on the head, Andy. Before you start <clears> looking at your uniforms <throat> and and kit and things like that, how old are you? What shape are you? <laughs> you know, is a second thing. Um, what's on your face, and are you willing to get rid of that? In terms of not moles or eyelashes, but you know, beards that sort of stuff. Just look at that. The, the basic research. Look, you know, you don't have to look very far do you I, think I, do you know what Go on. gone sorry
1: no go on i was just gonna say do you think uh, obviously we're touching on lots of different aspects here that could be mm. discriminatory i mean do you think there's actually a court case going on here you know if you say no, to a, it, well, a fella you can't come in
0: i'm just putting well, i there. No, though, because you- it's 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 not um, well maybe, maybe who know i mean in, in this this world andy you know who knows but i mean ultimately it's a hobby right and these these are private groups there's no there's no god-given right to be you know accepted and i think we've said that this this hobby should be inclusive this hobby and you know it, it is to a degree we are saying to people mm. just be aware of what shape size age you are and trying and tailor your impression to that because as we mentioned this this hobby is measurable it you know in terms of those those actual attributes you know you physically wouldn't have been a paratrooper if you were you know five foot, you wouldn't have been because the parachute harness wouldn't have fit you. If you were, I don't know, a 56 inch chest, you wouldn't have been a paratrooper because you wouldn't have got out the door and the Dakota would have leaned over to one side and crashed on takeoff. Right. You know, so, but, the, but these are actual factual things. So we're not in a hobby that like playing badminton here. Right. Which is like, anyone can do it. It's, it's not that kind of game, you know, and I'm really, really sorry if, if it doesn't feel as, is is equal and as opportunistic as it should be for, for everybody, you know, everybody in the world. But it's not that kind of thing. And I'm and I'm very sure that we can find a place for everybody, irrespective of gender, you know, whatever it might be. I'm, I'm confident that there is a place for everybody in the hobby. But it's, you know, it's it's an it's a different kind of hobby, you know, as well. Um, but you know, as well, if 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 Desperate Dan, Mickey the Whale. Want, want to also educate people and show the collection off, then, you know, fine. That, that's a different thing, I guess, to being yeah. a combat, you know, impersonator sort of thing. I think if you just got a tent up and you're just showing off your kit and your display and you're educating people, that's very, very different to to putting on a, a diorama, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's somewhere where we can say, right, you know, fine. You know, if you want to be a 100 stone, um, 100 years old and show off your kit, then great. You know, I'm fully supporting you going and doing that. Just don't then put on like a diorama and dig a trench in, but be, you know, be that huge man who needs two men to pull him out of the trench. Cause that wouldn't happen.
1: I, s- I suppose the same thing applies to vehicles. So yes. I've got a, a, a <sighs> friend, I've got a friend who's got a fifties Jeep. He's badged it up as a, a wartime and he'll take it to world war two <sighs> shows. And you know what? I, and I've been to the shows and I've, I've seen the stuff. And I've seen this on a couple of occasions. And I'm, although my knowledge on World War Two period vehicles isn't hundred percent, I know what I'm looking at when I see '50s, '60s Jeep, a Mickey Mouse, which has been Jeep, yeah. a Mickey Mouse Jeep. That's like me taking my my kit car, yeah, my Morgan copy sort of thing, to a Morgan show and throwing it out there and going, "Here you go." Mm-hmm.
0: It's what the it fuck? Is, yeah, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's it's again, it's 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 it's, it's conscious inaccuracies as we've mentioned it is going I know that my jeep was made in 1958 or whatever it might be Mm. but I'm going to take it anyway because it's the closest thing I can get and that's again it's welcome go to a military vehicle show and display it as a 50s career jeep fine but don't put it on a display with a world war ii diorama it's like putting a challenger tank you know and sticking a load of second armored guys around it. it it's not right it doesn't work it's not accurate, you know. And even worse, if you're aware of it, what's the point? You're just lazy and vain at that point, then aren't you really?
1: Well, it's like uh, Hollywood putting in, like you say, uh, a post-war
0: f- a tank in a in a movie, yeah. and nobody will claiming it was there. Nobody'll notice. Yeah, it's a yeah, tank. It's got a big gun. It's of bit dress up. Yeah. and you get you, you get all sorts of that with vehicles. And I mean, it, it mostly is post-war jeeps. That's that's generally where you get it right. And people bringing them in. It's just, yeah. what's what's the point? What is the? Are you point? okay
1: now? Are you okay? You've got that off your chest.
0: I don't know. I mean, there's still something in there. This beast inside needs to come out and. See, I don't I, know. I, we just I, need to get to. We just need to get to a bloody event don't me. And
1: what's interesting here is that because of my day-to-day role in education, I am very politically correct. Okay, I've got to watch what I say, in my p's and q's, and I'm consciously aware of legislation and all the rest of it so i know it's a hobby but a little part of me was like actually in on a serious note if a guy who's um ticking the black box on the application form okay turns up and he wants to do ss why would he do that i don't know but it's a daft question Mm. daft, daft thing is he in every right to do
0: so can he? Well, the, 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 there's no right because there's, there's no officiated bodies, right? There is, there is no, no there's no, no legislation. No. This isn't. It's not employment. It isn't. Um, you know, it isn't a sort of public ran council thing you know it would be different if it was like a, a swimming pool you know a public swimming pool and somebody said you know if it was a business you know mm. let's say it was a cafe and somebody said you can't come in because you're a certain religion or a you know a race or a gender or you know size that would be a very different thing you know i don't think anybody is saying no, saying uh, you can't uh, come and eat, eat here or, or, or drink here um you know it, this is like a, a, a private hobby Obvious group thing where there is no there is no right you know this isn't this this group isn't open membership to it's a private members yeah. group you know in that I guess in terms of our group so and uh, many other groups out there so there isn't a, a, a given public access right to it and it's not a public body you know that so sort i of think if it was a registered business or a registered charity then it would be a very different matter um but it's you know most people's groups are neither of those those things there but like i said having said that you know we will always be and i think other groups will always be constructive and open and, and welcoming as much as they they possibly can be I only, but that
1: out there, you know, I, I only thought that out there because obviously our audience uh worldwide mm. and you know yeah, yeah. it's very different yeah. and people's opinions are going to be massively different mm.
0: yeah Oh, definitely. I think they'll be putting the, the cat amongst the pigeons. And and like I mentioned, I'm I'm very sure that, you know, being being of a modest age, that I'll, I'll change my opinion in, in 20, 30 years, hopefully when I want to show all my toys off at an event, you know, and maybe maybe I'll have a different opinion then. But I can only speak from my own personal viewpoint right now, in that my my ultimate intentions right now are to be as accurate as I possibly can, represent everything that I hold dear and and to do it in the right way you know and but but then again as, as we say everybody else is entitled to their own opinion and if if and we're here to give our unfiltered opinion and if some people feel like um it's fine for people to do that because it is a hobby and we are playing dress up as we've alluded to many times this is a hobby where we play dress up ultimately it's also fine to think that you know and we're not saying that people can't you can't go to Pick her in on another event. If you are fifty stone and you want to wear an M forty two uniform, if you want to, fine, go for it. But, but I'm also entitled to think that you shouldn't do that. It's it's simple, right? Yeah, both ways. So there we so have it. There be, there be there be there be pickets outside my house by the morning. Well, that and pitchforks and flames. I reckon mm. stick it
1: out there on the Instagram question. For well then, see what
0: happens. Ooh, see what we, we get see. back. What are the what are the book bu- bu- bears? What you know? What are the conscious conscious things are? There? I mean, uh, the things we haven't really touched on upon are just like clear, clear kit errors, right? Which is a bit more muddy, that isn't it? You know, it's a bit of a muddier area where because I think kit errors are generally I can't afford it or I was unaware sort of thing, and it's a bit of a beginner's mm. thing, and that's I think that's a bit different to age and and weight and vehicles and and hair as we as we touched <laughs> on previously.
1: Well, with British kit, if you're portraying a British infantry, okay? Your kit would have been standard, okay? You couldn't have got your, like, what they call it, like a private purchase. Private purchase, stick that on there. Private purchase, stick that over there. You know, with the American stuff, I've seen people adding all kinds of little extras, extra pouches, extra this, you know, to, I've seen people with one an axe on one side, a shovel on there, a pitmatic somewhere else, a bayonet here, m m3 fighting knife but it's been taped or you know with the uh, the static what's mm. the tape called is it static tape to call it or something not it's not the Paris. Sure, yeah. it's uh, the right. the tape you know upside down like a gravity knife it's like
0: right. oh. Would this have happened? I know the guy in Saving Private Ryan had one, and that's okay. It's about research again, isn't it, ultimately? It's about it's about research and you know I, I buy things all the time, right? You know, and I got this little neat book just for the yeah. view uh, the viewers. Um I keep an eye out on on eBay and this this was a this was a pound, right? And these things are what is it? Great. What is it? Um it's it's called Home from Dunkirk, right? And okay. this was published in 1940. And actually, the uh, the introduction is by J.B. Priestley, if anybody knows who uh, J.B. Priestley is. Um, and he called it Excursion to Help. Anyway, um, so I, I buy a lot of little things like this because it, it's great for, um, for kit and for uniform and for answering those questions, Andy. So it's got lots of great... Um, original pictures so that's oh, on that. and these books uh, a lot of the time have imagery in that you, you don't find on like the imperial war museum sites and whatnot so um let me find a couple of close-ups here so and he's he's a great one for Air Jandy, which actually was one of my things for this episode right so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna show you a few pictures here right and i think these people visually especially this chap could be well into his 50s
1: so oh look at that he's an old soldier fighting a new
0: war isn't he look at that yeah he's about fifty. Um, he's another one you see and so wow. and, and these these are these are great examples right where you can look at the age you can look at the kit so i mean i'm looking at this i'm looking at the and there's so much detail there and especially if you start to look at it with magnifying glasses mm. you can spot so much stuff there um and they're just fantastic for, for answering those questions that you've mentioned there, just in terms of would they have done this and would they have done that and what hats would they have worn and, you know, souvenirs. I mean, there's a, there's a guy here with a with a German helmet with a swastika on the side in a train eating a sandwich on the way back from Dunkirk. You know, these are fantastic images. A pound on eBay. That's amazing. You know, and I think one of the issues with research these days is that a lot of people just go on the internet and it's like, well, you're better off buying something like this for a pound and keeping hold of it. I mean, one, it's a piece of history. But secondly, all the information's there. I mean, you know, you, you want to look at headwear there. Um, this is at Victoria Station. Top top image there. Okay, well, we you know, got- and you often get a lot of conversation about what people would have been wearing there. Mm. And you've got you've got soldiers with side caps on, with helmets on. Um, you've got some with webbing, some without, some with greatcoats. You've got mustaches. You've got glasses. You know, and there is so much that you can look at. I mean, there is there's an enlisted man there wearing uh, wearing officers webbing. Um, you know, so all of these answers to questions are there, you know, if you're looking for them, they're all, they're all there completely. So it's it's absolutely fascinating. Can I what you can just find out. throw
1: out as an officer? How do you know he's an enlisted mm. man wearing officer's webbing? Can you explain that first? Um,
0: rank, rank caps as well. You can you can look at them, find them by caps. You can mm-hmm. look at their shirts with the wearing shirt and tie versus yeah. open collar. There's there's, there's lots of d- different ways that you can spot the sort of thing. The boots, um what else is there i mean there's, there's lots of different uh epaulettes um a little bit different later on in the world but they'll generally have little pip, uh, pips on the on the shoulder boards mm-hmm. as well things like that so there's lots of different ways that you can tell those sort of things there but and and, that, and these are great things for age appropriate things because you can look at that and say well like there's a great example if you're in your late 40s early 50s mm. then you can do a dunkirk soldier because these are professional soldiers at the time that are in the war and judging by these images. I mean there's another chap here. Um, he's just sticking his head outside this train door. Oh, I got him. And he looks again, he looks like in his in his, his late forties, maybe early fifties there. And these bag. are great examples of, of having <sighs> that conscious awareness. Yeah, it could be. But you know, again, that that's that's why you need to, to do this research and just to think, well, do you know what actually I can do that. And that is a great example for being inclusive and for encouraging people and saying, you're in your 50s, you want to do a combat impression? Go do a Dunkirk impression, you know? Yeah. North Africa could get away with it as well, potentially. But the really, really good example is Burma. You know, there was there was troops, um, professional troops who were in Singapore when, when we surrendered. Um, so it's about the research because you can be a 40-year-old man. You, I mean, great example, Right. My Mm -hmm. father's in the army now. He is 50-something, 53, 53, 54 now, right? And he's stationed in the UK at the moment, but let's let's just say that um, there's a war now, right, in wherever, Middle East, as it kicks off. He would be sent, or he'd be one of the first people to go over there because of his trade, right? And he might not be on the front line, front line, but he would be there, and he'd be a 50-odd. You know, so you, you would get people in this sort of age group that would be kicking around in war zones. And this this sort of quick pamphlet that I've got there sort of proves that. It's just making sure that you do it right. So rather than just going out there and, and being Dick Winters because you love Band of Brothers, which we all do, then or Colonel Sink, you know, because you've seen him on there. Bob Sink. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: rip your, rip your goddamn head up and shit down your neck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just just do a bit of research, you know, and just just pick something which is appropriate to to all of those things. I love it. I love it. It's great. I um
1: I've been picking up uh, stuff this week as well. You've been picking up your brochures, and I picked up mine. Mine is a uh, a commemorative uh, com- commemoration of the Battle of Britain. It's a church Ooh. service in Nairobi. Sixteenth of September, nineteen forty-five. But inside it, I find fascinating is the chaps, uh, British Overseas Airways Corporation memorandum. It is ticket. his flight ticket. Those on YouTube are Amazing watching that. this. But it, it, as I said, it's it's like it's the map of the area and all the flights that he has to get and the connections and what's going to happen when he gets there, etc. So I don't know who this guy was and or anything but it's just a fascinating bit of history
0: from that time period it is i love things like that. i was thinking the other day you know like this these these things are printed in sort of 1940 they're in great nick and intend to keep them in such good nick until 2040 you know and and these things mm. are becoming artifacts of history you know it's and that's why we do it and that's why we we're so passionate about people doing it right so a, a massive apologies if we have caused any, any upset to anybody who who might be of age or size there, um you know and, and ultimately uh, you, you can disagree with us and have, have your own opinion and maybe when I'm 60 and 5XL in t-shirts then I'll change my opinion
1: or when you uh, go to any show and you see uh, Richie over by his tent by himself, you know what to do
0: <laughs> go and get him uh, be and all very nice. like, well, I mean, just, just on the age yes, front, so. you know, how, how, how are you finding, and not, not because you're 50 or anything, Andy, but how are you, you know, as you're, you're getting older, how are you finding and that approaching conversation or, or at least that sort of that, that conversation that you have to have with yourself in your own mind, you know? Um, because we had a conversation last week where we were looking at old pictures, say old five, <sighs> six years old of, of, I know. of everyone in our group. And we were all thinking, shit, we all look so much older than we did. And that reality is sinking in. So so how, how are you finding that? And how are you adapting? And how how can you pass on some advice to other people who are starting to age a little bit and, and see those, you know, crow's feet around their eyes and whatnot?
1: Do you know what? Um, it all started with that photo you sent of me and you merely put the heading. Which you as look any- fucking great, by the way. Has anyone seen this chap? Has <laughs> anyone seen this lad or something? <laughs> and I was like, you cheeky bastard. But you know what? The same day I had a student stood there Seriously, guys, I'll, I'll show you on, on YouTube here. A student said to me, her name's Stacey. I'm going to say her name, Stacey. She went, Andy. I went, what? And she went, pokies. I went, what? She went, pokies. <laughs> I said, what the fuck? Now, anyone who knows me, I'm actually quite a slender chap, but when I put weights on, I actually don't put it around anywhere except my boobs, right? My boobs. And that's what she was saying? A fucking 20-year-old girl. Tell me, Andy, you've got man boobs so it it was a wake-up call (laughs) after you said it so i've been running every night since and one of the neighbors has given me his racer an old racer of his and actually never ridden a racer and i've been doing this so it's a wake-up call in terms of size for me but in terms of age friend base i am relying on my friend base my chums in the hobby but also i've had a good education i know i'm not going to be doing Mm. x y or z I'm buying into this kind of RAF stuff at the moment, as well as some other brick kit, and and the the impression I want, you know, it's it's that that guy in the the movie we banned, Battle of Britain, Mister So and So, Mister So and So, don't you shout at me, you know, don't the guy you who yell at me, Mister Warwick. That's it, Mister Warwick, and I, I watched it the other night, you know. A glass of wine and sat back and actually it was bloody water to be fair. And I sat and watched this and thought, that's me.
0: There you go. is he? Uh, he's his he's age. an officer. He's, an he's not. Officer is, he? is he? He's an officer. Is he? I can't, no, he's, sure he's, he's not. I I oh, he's a warrant officer, I think. he's a warrant officer. I might be wrong. Okay. I might be wrong. W- we'll figure it uh, out so, that
1: again. So, yeah, he's got the crown. And I, I saw this and I thought, yeah, that's the potentially the position or that kind of age or mechanical, whatever it is, tradesman, that is what I'm going into. That's what I'm, I would be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not bloody flying Blenheims and Lancasters or whatever. Come on. Ooh, I've still I got think... a
0: few more years of flying Shut those things. Shut your
1: <laughs> face, you. <laughs> Shut up. Well, you've got your flight
0: I need to start looking after myself. Do you know what I mean? So,
1: I think we all do. And hey. I think the lockdown has yep, pushed everyone yep. to the limits. We've all, you know, we started drinking in the day last summer. I know I did, you know, i don't drink in the mm-hmm. day and the weather was nice and we were off work or whatever it was and yeah you have a bottle of beer with a neighbor over the fence talking about the crap that's going on and i think uh, ultimately we've all <laughs> the good days and we've all we've all put a few pounds on i know i have and you know it mm-hmm. and you definitely have you know so
0: <laughs> oh you think
1: <laughs> do you like that oh look at that
0: pokies i'm pokies. looking at, I'm i'm looking alright. <laughs> You've got porkies. God. No, so I I, you're right. It's, just, it's,
1: just, it's yeah. just looking
0: after yourself a little bit, isn't it? And
1: Nothing, that is a summary of it. But It is. But it yeah. is a summary. And you know what? It is. Listen to your friends. Listen to yourself. And listen to your heart. Mm. And look at the pictures, for God's sake. Oof.
0: Listen to your heart. I'm sure I have to dance it's dance When it's, it's calling your name. Whatever. Anyway, right. So we, we apologies for the Zoom call last week. Um, we'll we'll be doing it a week on Friday, I believe, uh, which I think is a bank holiday in the UK or the following Monday. Then, so so yeah. apologies about that, folks. But we we will get back onto that as well. But any any other lovely plans for the the rest of the week, Andy?
1: Um, do you know what the weather's been good? I've been out of my jalopy kit car, um, and I'll do a few more rides. It's it's running so so well. I've seen is your it? pictures. Your, your the jeeps looking amazing. It really is. It's a bit yeah, of a dream. It's running well as
0: well. Yeah. Is it? It's good. But We're very you know lucky, what? aren't we? We're very lucky that we we can, are. we can get out and do that. And I love like late nights. I mean, look at this. It's
1: still, still there, ish. But no, I'm. Oh, it's summer. It's UK time. It's eight forty seven, and mm-hmm. I will be putting my running clobber on, and I will be oh, yeah, pounding you're more the street better than me. You know well, what? More than me, but it's it's you and the boys. You're keeping me in shape. I
0: know I've got to get Good. into those slides. 32s. Good. Tough love. Tough love, Andy. But, <laughs> you know, every week we have, we, we record these episodes, is another week closer to, to events and, and normality and seeing us again. And, and that's why we need to keep stressing all of this, this really important information that, that's needed in the hobby for it, for, it, for when, when we return, for it to be a, a, in a better state than it has been. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, For sure. And you event organizers, get bloody taking more responsibility, you rascals. <laughs> 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 Vet them. Probably because next, knowing me and my ridiculous, stupid ideas and work ethic, after all of this, I'll be putting on an event in however long. You wouldn't put it past me, would you?
1: No, I really wouldn't. I mean, when you said it, a little part of me just sunk. I thought, oh, Christ, what am I going to get drafted into now? <laughs> <laughs> a a little part of it a little part of me just actually for a moment it did good well look you enjoy yourself and everyone be like Roland
0: (laughs) be like Roland and buy Home from Dunkirk pamphlets and don't be consciously consciously inaccurate don't do that because it's not good and we won't be your friend (laughs) Well, we will be we will be we'll still be your friend as we mentioned but we'll tell you off that's what we'll do we'll tick you off and then you'll beers. have to buy a, a, a beer, and then you'll, you'll end up finding yourself on the podcast and shaking a craft knife without a blade in it. That's uh, quite threatening. I'd better stop doing that before the police oh God, come around my house. Anyway, on that bombshell, it's been fantastic speaking, Andy, and I look forward to catching up again next week Indeed. and seeing everybody on the Zoom call in about 10 days' time.
1: Well, it's, uh, goodbye from Andy and his pokies, and goodbye from you. <laughs>
0: Lovely. And don't forget to buy a t shirt. (laughs) See you all soon. Take care. Adios.